And tonight, you're in for a special Tiki Desk musical comedy peanut butter and jelly sandwich coming right at you. Right now, we got a good lineup. And it is a Valentine's Day edition. So I'm going to play a little Valentine's song, which is a rare occasion. So, got it coming at you. A solid lineup here. We got Denise coming up to the stage. Please give a round of applause for Denise. Yay. Oh, I did not know this was a Valentine's Day show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Was that was that love or was that just kind of I don't know heartbreak? <laughs> what are you doing this Valentine's Day, JW? <laughs> I, yeah. 
Okay, we won't answer. It, 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 we'll, we'll make it a rhetorical question. That's fine. I'm going to write the fairy. You're going to write the fairy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's rough. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I'll tell some jokes. Uh, so I got dinner with a friend uh, last night, and she told me she was on something called the paleo diet. Have you all heard of this before? I did not know this, okay? I did not know what paleo was, but apparently paleo is like this insane diet where you have to stop being fun to hang out with. <laughs> did, you, did you know this? I did not. <laughs> we got dinner, though, and like I wanted to order dessert, and she was like, oh my God, Denise, sugar is so unhealthy. She was like, ever since I started paleo, I have felt amazing because I only put organic, unprocessed foods in my body. I was like, that's interesting. Because we just did cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> that is for sure why you feel amazing. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's no way cocaine is paleo. Right? <laughs> like, no way. He's shaking his head. He knows. Yeah. I looked it up. Is cocaine paleo is a frequently asked question on Google. This is true. <laughs> I was correct. Cocaine is not paleo. <laughs> Cocaine is keto. I took a new workout class earlier today. It was a pole dancing class. Did you guys know they do workouts like this? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was like really enthusiastic. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, my friend Lizzie told me to like do this pole dancing class. She was like, it's a great, great ab workout. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there are other ab workouts out there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I went to this class, and I actually really enjoyed it. And at the end of the class, I asked the teacher, I was like, hey, do you think I could do pole dancing like professionally? And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, because like pole dancing objectifies women, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you just kind of looked constipated the whole class. <laughs> Which, honestly, I wasn't that offended by, you know? Like, I'm a very hard worker. I try really hard, but it shows on my face, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think it's good to be self-aware, though. And, you know, I'm still confident that I would be, like, a great pole dancer. Like, I think Meg would see me pole dancing and be like, damn, she has got a great work ethic. <laughs> like, like I'm the type of pole dancer that would inspire men to go home and provide for their families. <laughs> They'd go home and be like, damn, like that pole dancer, she just pulled me up by my bootstraps. <laughs> I, I am a very hard worker, and I am proud of it, but I feel like when I tell people that, they think it's kind of like a stereotype. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about stereotypes, especially like Asian stereotypes. Like I hate that stereotype where people say all Asians look the same, but I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with like five <laughs> other Asian females. <laughs> sharing a Costco ID card, that's a, that's a real moral dilemma, right? It's a real ethical conundrum. But there's a group of us, ages 28 to 80. <laughs> when I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee, my name is Tiffany Wong. <laughs> Once I almost 
on in trouble. The security guard at the Costco entrance was checking everyone's IDs. He looked at the picture, looked at me, and was like, this isn't And I was like, sir, does this face look like it couldn't be a Tiffany Wong? And he was like, I just swear someone came in yesterday with the same card. It was like a foot shorter than you. And I got real defensive, so I said the first thing that came to mind, I was like, sir, do you support hashtag stop Asian hate? And he was like, I apologize, Tiffany Wong. Welcome to Costco. <laughs> so that's how I gaslighted a Costco employee. <laughs> Economy is tough right now. <laughs> I have been trying to work on my physical health, though. I'm trying to do more cardio. I learned cardio can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing a lot of panicking. <laughs> Every time I sparrow with anxiety, I'm like, oh my god, look at me working out again. Such a gym rat. <laughs> Gonna need a protein bar for this existential crisis. <laughs> I tried out running, though. That was a fun experiment. Makes me always enjoy running for exercise. Wow. <laughs> No, I'm, I, I think I'm just jealous of people who like running. Okay, I hate running, especially outside. Like for me, running outside is just a public demonstration on how quickly I give up. And I don't like people knowing that truth, you know? Like once I went on a run, I was feeling real good. Sprinted past this old lady. Two minutes later, she walked past me. Because <laughs> I had already sat down. <laughs> Running hasn't worked out, so I've been trying to find like a more fun alternative to running, and I've gotten really into galloping. Okay, stay with me. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. This is how I think about it, right? Like running a mile is so painful to me, right? Like running a mile is so painful to me. But galloping a mile is painful for everyone else who wants to watch And I like that pain. <laughs> People think it's weird, I don't care. Okay, because I used to be scared of walking through the tenderloin alone at night. But when I'm galloping through the tenderloin alone at night, now everyone's scared of me. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. All right, one more time for Denise Lee. We've got some more funny people coming up. All right, we got Sam coming up to the stage. household chores. Today I fucked up the vacuum. That's what happened. I was feeling pretty good. 
blasting some music in the headphones, you know, cranked up Michael Jackson real loud. It's a normal day. But I never realized that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. <laughs> like a capeless fuck, man. So gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. <laughs> I did the math and panicked when I realized only 13 minutes left of vacuum cleaner. Horrible day. Glad to be out of the house. Yeah, got one of those Roomba vacuum cleaners. You know those little circular robots and vacuum your house for you? <laughs> Sketches me out, though, because I've heard on the internet that you map out your house and send all the data to it. So from time to time, I like to switch it up and put mine on a treadmill, let it go for a while. <laughs> I like to think maybe somewhere high up in his evil tower, Jeff Bezos is slowly but surely losing his mind trying to figure out why Samuel West is a four-mile-long hall. <laughs> studio apartment. My grandfather was a. This is some family history, okay? My grandfather was a magician who collected hats. When he passed away, he had amassed over 115 hats. So many that my family and I had no other choice but to kill all of the rabbits that were found in his yard. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit there because. In actuality, we couldn't keep up with their reproductive rate. We had no other choice but to program a Roomba to hunt and kill the rabbits. It's like a fucked up game of Alien vs. Predator. The only ones that were survived, the only ones that survived were the ones that were smart enough to bolt down a four-mile hallway. They too were greeted with an untimely death when Brandon Gleason finally tackled Jeff Bezos in Daytona. Throwing off the beaten path he had been on. Call this next joke scissors, all right? Let's do a slow burner, okay? Now, I will admit, by telling you that scissors is the name of the joke, I have spoiled the punchline. We're going to push through, okay? My father used to mess with me a lot growing up, tell me crazy lies just to watch my reaction as I grew up and slowly learned the truth over time. I remember clearly when we moved into our first apartment, he pulled me aside and he said, Hey, Sammy, be careful because I bought this house from a lesbian. And your new bedroom is their old love room. That's a weird thing to say to a four-year-old, is it not? <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about. But, but looking back, now that I'm older, I think he might have been telling the truth about that because I have powerful, nostalgic, vivid memories of my bedroom smelling like the estate he had paid Sammy. Scissors. Use a slow burner. All right, let's keep pushing. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them took me to a drag race. She was in a drag race. And my mind was blown because until that day, I had never seen someone in heels run so fast. <laughs> Zero to 135 miles in sub five seconds. The cheetah print, the cheetah print makes so much sense now. <laughs> I know I'm pretty tall. Go to the carnival every year. There's this creepy carny. He'd always comment on the head. Wow, we Sam sure are tall this year. Next year, who Sam sure did grow a lot. One year, he asked if he could measure me. I was in this in high school. I said, all right. So he took me into a circus tent alone and whipped his dick out, <laughs> held it over my head. Hang with me. <laughs> I just remember looking up, thinking, oh no, I hope this guy's not a pedophile. But I never did find out for sure because. I wasn't tall enough to go on that ride. 
<laughs> We've drifted far from the shores of carrots and vacuum cleaners. Let's push through. Put a true one on it, all right? This one might come up in a minute. I caught Bob Marley kissing boys at the reggae pride parade. He saw the birth and the death of a joke to me. It's a family. <laughs> all right. I'll end it with this, all right? It's not really funny. Oh, this is funny. Okay, I didn't see it. Not in a promiscuous hookup. I like the strings. Give me the strings. I only fuck puppets now. <laughs> the ones with the little strings. Yeah, I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I really liked him, but he made everything too complicated. The final straw was you're about to make love, dirty talking, as we like to do. He looked at me and said, Tell me I'm a real boy. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Alright, we got some more comedians coming up your way. Yeah. Please welcome Vicky up to the stage. Ooh. Here we go. Jokes down. 
Um, luckily, we live in an area where there is abundance of comedy. You know, we have a lot of comedy. So if you're performing at a venue that only allows clean jokes, there is a big chance that there is another venue right around the corner that allows dirty jokes, right? So uh, what a lot of comedians do, um, and I noticed that, is that they do their clean set at venue number one, right? And then they bolt out, uh, out of it, run around the corner, hop into venue number two, and unload their dirty jokes in that second venue. Um, in fact, that pattern is so uh, prevalent now, I even came up with a name uh, for those venues that allow dirty jokes. Uh, I call them comedy outhouses. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very convenient, it works great. Um, I, and I like those places, you know, there, there, there is, you have your pizza, pizza place or a restaurant with, 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 and then a dive bar that allows dirty jokes. And, and those dive bars are actually pretty nice. I performed in them. They're pretty nice. The, the bathrooms are not as nice. Uh, I mean, they're clean, but oftentimes they're vandalized. Uh, I remember I was at a, one of those places in, in San Francisco, and uh, uh, the, bath, the bathroom door on the inside was completely covered in graffiti. Like graffiti, graffiti, graffiti from, from ceiling to the ground, graffiti. And uh, well, all kinds, you know, personal political, you know, intimate, uh, flirtatious, uh, inspirational quotes. Um, and on the very bottom it said, go vegan. <laughs> yeah, go vegan. Uh, and I was uh, looking at the graffiti and thinking, you know what, uh, this is an ingenious placement um, of um, promotion of veganism. Because uh, if you've been sitting on a toilet trying to go long enough to read the entire door, and you came to the bottom of that door, and you finally read this graffiti that says, go vegan, you may actually consider going vegan. Because this is the moment when you're realizing that all those uh, burgers and, and, and uh, pepperoni pizza, pizzas are not, <laughs> not actually uh, doing your digestive tract any favor. So uh, kudos to whoever came up with that uh, and that particular placement. Um, you know, what, what's with all the storms? What, the storms? Genuinely full of storms. Uh, uh, you know, I think that the only positive side effect was those of those storms was a drop in crime. You know, drop in crime, because uh, yeah, the moment the weather improved, it started raining car break-ins. <laughs> uh, my friend had her car burglarized, actually in Point Richmond, not that far away from here, burglarized, right? Uh, and what sucks, she had important memorabilia and documents stolen from, from her car, um, the invaluable to her and irreplaceable, um, uh, uh, shitty thing to do, right? And, and I think the only way the person who did it can redeem his act is by returning those documents to the local lost uh, and found. That's because even decent people don't do that, right? Decent people don't return stuff to lost and found. Like, we're all decent people here, right? I'm pretty sure there was a, at least a, 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 an instance in your life when you were walking a street, saw a key lying on the ground, right? Somebody's key, and kept walking, right? Thinking, you know what? Um, I think this key has a better chance to be found by its rightful owner. Uh, if it's lying around on the ground here where it was dropped, rather than lying around and lost and found who goes there anymore. Uh, so what I'm saying is that by returning this, this stuff to lost and found, 
this person is going to exceed moral standard, right? Uh, we're all decent people and we, we, don't, we don't do the exceed moral standard and achieve moral excellence, which is going to annul his wrongdoing and settle his moral score with society. Um, I, I hope this, this logic is just as clear to that person as it is to me. And the documents are, are making their way to lost and found. I think the problem is we're too soft on crime here in California, right? Too soft on nothing. You know, everything is petty crime. Everything is, unless it happens to you, right? You know, someone steals your neighbor's bicycle, oh, petty crime. Someone steals yours, a crime of a century, right? Uh, nothing is a crime anymore. Nothing is a crime anymore. Uh, you, you have to literally kill someone and, and stand there with your hands bloody over, over the dead body of your victim for it to be a crime. If you stole something or burglarized someone's house, it's not a crime. As they say in criminology, nobody, no crime. Um, <laughs> um, you know what, uh, I, I've been doing comedy uh, for a little bit, but I think I've been doing it long enough to be able to come up uh, or to describe San Francisco and the Bay Area comedy scene in a single word. Freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I overhear these uh, uh, successful comedians and, and comedy producers talking about a show, the very successful show they produced the other day. Oh, the, the you know, the, uh, the, the, the full house, uh, fully sold out, you know, uh, the turnout was incredible. Uh, and then I come across uh, the pictures from that comedy shows, uh, show uh, on Facebook. And on those pictures I see the performing comedians Standing on stage was a mic wearing winter hats and puffer jackets. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what, uh, no matter how incredible your turnout is, you'll never be able to afford heat. <laughs> I like comedy. You know, I, I, what I like about comedy is that the rules are so flexible. You know, um, you, can, you can tell a joke, you can tell a story. Uh, one thing um, in comedy that is off limits for comedians, you can't sing. You can't sing. Here's why, because humor is subjective, right? Uh, but the uh, musical frequencies uh, are objective. Uh, so <laughs> if someone, if the audience didn't get your joke, you can blame it on the audience, right? The wrong audience for the joke. But if, <laughs> if the audience didn't get your melody, it's on you, wrong melody, so please comedians, do not sing, okay? Do not break the illusion, don't corrupt the audience, don't suggest to them that the reason they don't get our jokes is not because uh, of the differences in our comedic taste, but because we suck. Okay, just do jokes, uh, whatever, dirty jokes, political jokes, clean jokes, dad jokes, don't do music, please don't do music. Um, So uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna finish with this. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, 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 should I wrap up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm about I'm about um, as happy as this uh, as the stool. You know, I'm uh, not being sarcastic. I'm being serious because you know, uh, take this mic. Right. It was it was designed for the stage. It was destined to be on stage. Right. 
it, it, it was born in the right circumstances. It didn't have to lift a finger to be on stage. Evolution didn't give it any fingers for a reason, right? <laughs> the story of the stool is different, right? It was sitting somewhere out there in a warehouse screaming in its little stool voice, uh, I am born for the stage! I am designed to be on stage! And everybody was like, uh, not necessarily, you know, I think uh, your design is a better fit for somebody's kitchen um, or, or a bar, uh, uh, <laughs> um, yet, yet it's here, you know, uh, the, the, the chances of, of this Stool ending up on stage were minuscule, yet it's next to the mic. Um, so thanks for giving me a chance of listening. You know, I may not be as loud as the mic, but the story of how I got here is so much more interesting. Thank you so much. All right, one more time for Vicky. Here. Yeah, I don't know. I got a music person that is running a little bit late right now. So trying to figure out if we want some more comedy or we want, to, want me to play you a song. Anybody want to, maybe we should play a song, huh? Yeah, play a song. Okay, here we go. Look at that. I'm going to get this thing tuned up really quick.
First time at Tiki Desk. Thank you, thank you. How do you do, everybody? How do you do? I, something about me, um, I used to be in an equal and loving relationship with my partner, my husband. And, and I think it really worked out because we would take turns wearing the pants. Like on Tuesday, he would wear the pants. On Thursday, I would wear them. By Sunday, nobody was wearing pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because we were having intercourse. <laughs> Before mass, after mass, during mass. Because we were Lutheran. We were very progressive. But anyway, I, uh, one day, one day I come home and, and, and he tells me, I'm going out for a haircut. I look on top of his head. He's more bald than a reference librarian in the Midwest. I say, you're lying, you're cheating on me. So I take him out, I say, get in my car. I take him out to the interstate highway and I say, get out. Look up at the sky. I take out my revolver and I shoot him two times, square in the head. But I miss. So I get back in my car and I look at my rosary and it swings left, right, left, right, left. I overthink things and then I and then I and then I run them over. Um, I'm Capone. Um, I I'm, I'm an assistant at a university press. People often ask me, how did you get into publishing? Um, and I say, sex appeal, mostly. <laughs> um, I, I, I do have a couple of impressions. I'm, I'm working on physical bits, so bear with me. Um, my first one my first one is my impression of uh, somebody who makes 45K getting onto the Muni bus. All right, now this is somebody who makes 145K getting onto the Muni bus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, um, um, my, my next one, my next one, this, is, this isn't good fun, but I, I really love doing this one. Um, this is my impression of a guy at an open mic who's bombing. You guys didn't like that one, did you? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Did you guys know that the term Art Deco wasn't coined until 1925? Yeah, yeah, before that they just called it art. <laughs> um, okay, let's see, next one, let's see, 
Excellent. Okay, so um, I, I'm Kapani. I graduated from college last year. I was a philosophy major for four years, um, which naturally means I work in marketing now. Um, it's depressing. It's an office job. I, I don't I don't love it, but I think the good thing about it is it does sort of like it has helped me empathize with my father who had depression. I think I think I think um, because I do. I come home and I knock back a couple beers. I watch a really bad sitcom and I go to sleep by eight p.m. But the only thing we don't have in common is I don't verbally abuse a nine-year-old. Um, but that's mostly because I don't have access to one. I, I do think life would be better with a nine-year-old because I live in the Mission, I live very close to Perseida Park, and within Perseida Park, there's Perseida Park Playground. And then there's this sign that says, adult must be accompanied by a child. And, and the thought of kidnapping a child had never once crossed my mind before I'd seen that sign. Like, I think statistically, if we were to break down motivated kidnappings, we'd get like 60% human trafficking, 39% custody battle gone wrong, and 1% is just adults who want to sit in urban parking playgrounds. Um, I rarely take responsibility for my actions. I think this makes me a little bit of a problematic person. You say, you say what you want. But I was recently at um, the open mic in San Mateo, and the host of the mic is talking to the only other woman at the table, and then he goes to her and he says, you're really, you're such a beautiful woman, so when you get up there, people are going to listen to you, all right? And then as I sort of scan the table of men and land on me, he goes, women like her, <laughs> women like her are going to have to work with what she looks like. And I was like, hey, hey, fellas, 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 it is not my fault that you find me unattractive, all right? It is my father's fault that you find me unattractive. Um, I, I thought I most recently had a pretty genuine connection with this guy, um, and, and we were going steady for a while, but, but this weekend I, I, had to, I had to take him aside and I had to say, hey, I, I just don't know if this is going to work out. You know, you're a minor. I'm 22. It just it really doesn't look good for me. And, and, and he was like, babe, 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 babe. talk about this in the Brasito Park playground? <laughs> um, I'll do, I'll do, my, my roommate's here tonight, thank you for being here. I really, this mic is very lovely, I love it, it's very intimate. Um, I'll do one last bit. Um, I really, I really hate going through airport security, because I feel like the TSA agent is always yelling at you. They're like, no fluid ounces bigger than, no, no liquids bigger than six fluid ounces. Please take off your shoes and also your pants. And let me smack that cute little ass like every time I go to the airport. Thank you. <laughs> All right, one more time for Kapana here. First time. All right, so you know we're gonna um, we're gonna bring up your featured um, mu music act. Um, we're gonna have a little five minute intermission so you guys could kind of walk around and do your thing, you know. And now we're going to get set up. There it is. Okay, awesome. Um,
solid lineup here. We got Denise coming up to the stage. Please give a round of applause for Denise. Oh, I did not know this was a 
Valentine's Day show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Was that was that love or was that just kind of I don't know heartbreak? <laughs> what are you doing this Valentine's Day, JW? <laughs> I yeah. Okay, we won't answer. It, 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 we'll, we'll make it a rhetorical question. That's fine. I'm gonna write the fairy. You're gonna write the fairy? Oh. <laughs> Dang, that's rough. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I'll tell some jokes. Uh, so I got dinner with a friend uh, last night and she told me she was on something called the paleo diet. Have y'all heard of this before? Okay, I did not know this, okay? I did not know what paleo was, but apparently paleo is like this insane diet where you have to stop being fun to hang out with. Did you, did you know this? I did not. <laughs> we got dinner though and like I wanted to order dessert and she was like, oh my God, Denise, sugar is so unhealthy. She was like, ever since I started paleo, I have felt amazing because I only put organic, unprocessed foods in my body. I was like, that's interesting. Because we just did cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> for sure why you feel amazing. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it and I was like, there's no way cocaine is paleo, right? <laughs> like, no way. He's shaking his head, he knows. Yeah, I looked it up. Is cocaine paleo is a frequently asked question on Google. This is true. And I was correct, cocaine is not paleo. Cocaine is keto. <laughs> I, uh, I took a I took a new workout class earlier today. It was a pole dancing class. Did you guys know they do workouts like this? Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that was like really enthusiastic. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, my friend Lizzie told me to like do this pole dancing class. She was like, "It's a great app, great app workout," and I was like, "I'm pretty sure there are other app workouts out there." Um, uh, but I went to this class and I actually really enjoyed it. And at the end of the class, I asked the teacher, I was like, hey, do you think I could do pole dancing like professionally? And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, and I was like, oh, because like pole dancing objectifies women, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you just kind of looked constipated the whole class. <laughs> Which honestly, I wasn't that offended by, you know? Like, I'm a very I try really hard, but it shows on my face, you know? <laughs> I think I think it's good to be self-aware, though. And, you know, I'm still confident that I would be, like, a great pole dancer. Like, I think Meg would see me pole dancing and be like, damn, she has got a great work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm the type of pole dancer that would inspire men to go home and provide for their families. <laughs> <laughs> go home and be like, damn, like that pole dancer, she just pulled me up by my bootstraps. <laughs> I, I am a very hard worker and I am proud of it, but I feel like when I tell people that they think it's kind of like a stereotype. You know? I, I kind of have mixed feelings about stereotypes, especially like Asian stereotypes. Like I hate that stereotype where people say all Asians look the same but I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with like five <laughs> other Asian females. <laughs> sharing a Costco ID card, that's a, that's a real moral dilemma, right? It's a real ethical conundrum. But there's a group of us, ages 28 to 80, 
When I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee, my name is Tiffany Wong. <laughs> Once I almost got in trouble, the security guard at the Costco entrance was checking everyone's IDs. He looked at the picture, looked at me, and was like, this isn't you. And I was like, sir, does this face look like it couldn't be a Tiffany Wong? And he was like, I just swear someone came in yesterday with the same car. <laughs> who's like a foot shorter than you. And I got real defensive, so I said the first thing that came to mind, I was like, sir, do you support hashtag stop Asian hate? <laughs> and he was like, I apologize, Tiffany Wong. Welcome to Costco. <laughs> so that's how I gaslighted a Costco employee. <laughs> trying to work on my physical health though. I'm trying to do more cardio. I learned cardio can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing a lot of panicking. <laughs> Every time I sparrow with anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, look at me working out again. Such a gym rat. <laughs> then you need a protein bar for this existential crisis. <laughs> I tried out running though. That was a fun experiment. Makes me always enjoy running for exercise. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I think I'm just jealous of people who like running. Okay, I hate running, especially outside. Like for me, running outside is just a public demonstration on how quickly I give up, and I don't like people knowing that truth. You know, like once I went on a run, I was feeling real good. Sprinted past this old lady. Two minutes later, she walked past me because <laughs> I had already sat down. <laughs> running hasn't worked out, so I've been trying to find like a more fun alternative to running, and I've gotten really into galloping. Okay, stay with me. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. This is how I think about it, right? Like running a mile is so painful to me, right? Like running a mile is so painful. But galloping a mile is painful for everyone else who has to watch And I like that pain. People think it's weird. I don't care. Okay, because I used to be scared of walking through the tenderloin alone at night. But when I'm galloping through the tenderloin alone at night, now everyone's scared of me. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Time for Denise Lee. Alright, we got a bunch of food and beverages here. Please help yourself. Anyway, I just walked in. We've got some more funny people coming up. Alright, we got Sam coming up to the stage. won the color. <laughs> They're all going to be like this, by the way. I'll try to switch it out. Maybe we'll, I brought the notes. We'll try some new stuff to keep on our toes. Okay? I'm glad to be out of the house today. You know? I 
I can't do basic household chores. Like today I fucked up vacuum. What happened? I was feeling pretty good, blasting some music in the headphones, you know, cranked up Michael Jackson real loud. Kind of doing that. Just a normal day. But I never realized that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. <laughs> I had to think, well, fuck, man. Gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. <laughs> I did the math and panicked when I realized I'm like 13 and a half and my vacuum is off. Horrible day. Glad to be out of the house. Yeah, got one of those Roomba vacuum cleaners. You know those little circular robots and vacuum your house for you. <laughs> Sketches me out though because I've heard on the internet that they map out your house and send all the data to you. So from time to time, I like to switch it up and put mine on a treadmill. <laughs> I like to think maybe somewhere high up in his evil tower, Jeff Bezos is slowly but surely losing his mind trying to figure out why Samuel West has a four mile long hallway in his <laughs> studio apartment. My grandfather was a, let's do some family history, okay? My grandfather was a magician who collected hats. When he passed away, he had amassed over 115 hats. So many that my family and I had no other choice but to kill all of the rabbits that were running around the house. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit there because in actuality, we couldn't keep up with their reproductive rate. We had no other choice but to program the Roomba to hunt and kill the rabbits. It's like a fucked up game of alien versus predator The only ones that were survived, the only ones that survived were the ones that were smart enough to bolt down a four mile hallway. They too were Meeted with an untimely death when a random piece of pie attacked from Jeff Bezos in Daytona. I'm going off the beaten path here. So <laughs> all right. We call this next joke scissors, all right? Let's do a slow burner, okay? Now, I will admit, by telling you that scissors is the name of the joke, I have spoiled the punchline. We're going to push through, okay? My father used to mess with me a lot growing up, tell me crazy lies just to watch my reaction as I grew up and slowly learned the truth over time. I remember clearly, when we moved into our first apartment, he pulled me aside and he said, hey, Sammy, be careful, because I bought this house from a lesbian couple, and your new bedroom is their old love room. That's a weird thing to say to a four-year-old, is it not? <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about, but, but looking back now that I'm older, I think he might have been telling the truth about that, because I have powerful, nostalgic, Vivid memories of my bedroom smelling like the Estasia paint scent of scissors. Told you it was a slow burner. All right, let's keep pushing. Uh, one of them took me to a drag race. She was in a drag race. And my mind was blown because until that day, I had never seen someone in heels run so fast. <laughs> Zero to 135 miles in sub five seconds. The cheetah print, <laughs> the cheetah print makes so much sense now. <laughs> I know I'm pretty tall. I go to the carnival every year. There's this creepy carny. He'd always comment on it. I'm like, wow, we Sam sure are tall this year. Next year, who Sam sure did grow a lot. One year he asked if he could measure me. I was just an innocent high school. I said, all right. So he took me to a circus tent alone and whipped his dick out. Held it over my head. Hang with me. 
I just remember looking up, thinking, oh, no, I hope this guy's not a pedophile. But I never did find out for sure because I wasn't tall enough to go on that route. <laughs> we drifted far from the shores of carrots and vacuum cleaner cans. Let's push through. Let's do a true one-liner, all right? This one I came up with. I caught Bob Marley kissing boys at the reggae pride parade. You saw the birth and the death of a joke tonight. It's a family. <laughs> all right. I'll end it with this, all right? It's not really funny. Oh, this is funny. Okay, I didn't see it yet. Not in a promiscuous hookup. Not in front of a bunch of friends and wives. I like the strings. Give me the strings. I only fuck puppets now. <laughs> <laughs> the ones with the little strings. Yeah, I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I really liked him, but he made everything too clean. The final straw was, you're about to make love, dirty talking, as we like to do. He looked at me and said, tell me I'm a real boy. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One more time for Sam, that was fun. All right, we got some more comedians coming up your way. Yeah, please welcome Vicky up to the stage. Ooh. Here we go. Um, it, it's interesting that 
a lot of comedians struggle with doing like 15 minute clean sets, not because they don't have 15 minutes of, uh, of clean jokes, but because they have a hard time keeping their dirty jokes down. Um, luckily, we live in an area where there is abundance of comedy. You know, we have a lot of comedy. So if you are performing at a venue that only allows clean jokes, there is a big chance that there is another venue right around the corner that allows dirty jokes, right? So uh, what a lot of comedians do, um, and I noticed that, is that they do their clean set at venue number one, right? And then they bolt out, uh, out of it, run around the corner, hop into venue number two, and unload their dirty jokes in that second venue. Um, in fact, that pattern is so uh, prevalent now, I even came up with a name uh, for those venues that allow dirty jokes. I call them comedy outhouses. <laughs> it's very convenient. It works great. Um, and I like those places. You know, there, there, there is, you have your pizza pizza place or a restaurant with, 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 and, and then a dive bar that allows dirty jokes. And, and those dive bars are actually pretty nice. I perform in them. They're pretty nice. The, the bathrooms are not as nice. Uh, I mean, they're clean, but oftentimes they're vandalized. Uh, I remember I was at a one of those places in, in San Francisco, and uh, uh, the bath the bathroom door on the inside was completely covered in graffiti, like graffiti, graffiti, graffiti from from ceiling to the ground, graffiti, and uh, well, all kinds, you know, personal, political, you know, intimate, uh, flirtatious, uh, inspirational quotes, um, and on the very bottom it said, "Go vegan." Genius placements um, of um, promotion of veganism. Because uh, if you've been sitting on a toilet trying to go long enough to read the entire door, and you came to the bottom of that door, and you finally read this graffiti that says "Go vegan," you may actually consider going vegan. Because this is the moment when you realize that all those uh, burgers and, and, and uh, pepperoni pizza, pizzas are not, <laughs> not actually uh, doing your digestive tract any favor. So uh, kudos to whoever came up with that uh, and that particular placement. Um, you know, what, what's with all the storms? What, the storms? Genuinely full of storms. Uh, uh, you know, I think that the only positive side effect was those of those storms was a drop in crime. You know, drop in crime because uh, yeah, the moment the weather improved, it started raining car break-ins. <laughs> uh, my friend had her car burglarized, actually in Point Richmond, not that far away from here, burglarized, right? Uh, and what sucks, she had important memorabilia and documents stolen from from her car. Um, the invaluable to her and irreplaceable, um, uh, uh, shitty thing to do, right? And, and I think the only way the person who did it can redeem his act is by returning those documents to the local lost uh, and found. That's because even decent people don't do that, right? Decent people don't return stuff to lost and found. Like, we're all decent people here, right? I'm pretty sure there was a, at least a, 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 an instance in your life when you were walking a street, saw a key lying on the ground, right? Somebody's key and kept walking, right? Thinking, you know what? Um, I think this key has a better chance to be found by its rightful owner 
Uh, if it's lying around on a ground here where it was dropped, rather than lying around the lost and found who goes there anymore. Uh, so what I'm saying is that by returning this, this stuff to lost and found, this person is going to exceed moral standard, right? Uh, we're all decent people and we, we, don't, we don't do the exceed moral standard and achieve moral excellence, which is going to annul his wrongdoing and settle his moral score with society. Um, I, I hope this, this logic is just as clear to that person as it is to me, and the documents are, are making their way to lost and found. I, I think the problem is we're too soft on crime here in California, right? Too soft on nothing. You know, everything is petty crime. Everything is, unless it happens to you, right? You know, someone steals your neighbor's bicycle, oh, petty crime. Someone steals yours, a crime of a century, right? Uh, nothing is a crime anymore. Nothing is a crime anymore. Uh, you, you have to literally kill someone and, and stand there with your hands bloody over, over the dead body of your victim for it to be a crime. If you stole something or burglarized someone's house, it's not a crime. As they say in criminology, nobody, no crime. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I've been doing comedy uh, for a little bit, but I think I've been doing it long enough to be able to come up uh, or to describe San Francisco and the Bay Area comedy scene in a single word. Freezing. <laughs> it's freezing. You know, sometimes I overhear these uh, uh, successful comedians and, and comedy producers talking about a show, the very successful show they produced the other day. Oh, the, the you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Full house, uh, fully sold out, you know, uh, the turnout was incredible. Uh, and then I come across uh, the pictures from that comedy shows, uh, show uh, on Facebook. And on those pictures I see the performing comedians standing on stage with a mic wearing winter hats and puffer jackets. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what, uh, no matter how incredible your turnout is, you'll never be able to afford heat. <laughs> I like comedy. You know, I, I, what I like about comedy is that the rules are so flexible. You know, um, you can you can tell a joke, you can tell a story. Uh, one thing um, in comedy that is off limits for comedians, you can't sing. You can't sing. Here's why: because humor is subjective, right? Uh, but the uh, musical frequencies uh, are objective. Uh, so <laughs> if someone, if the audience didn't get your joke, you can blame it on the audience, right? <laughs> Wrong audience for the joke. But if, if the audience didn't get your melody, it's on you. Wrong melody, so please comedians, do not sing, okay? Do not break the illusion. Don't corrupt the audience. Don't suggest to them that the reason they don't get our jokes is not because uh, of the differences in our comedic taste, but because we suck. Okay, just do jokes, uh, whatever, dirty jokes, political jokes, clean jokes, dad jokes, don't do music, please don't do music. Um, hmm? what? Oh. oh, you're giving me the light? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I didn't notice the light. So uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna finish with this and I'm happy to be here. I'm, uh, uh, should I wrap up? Okay, yeah, I, I'm about, I, I'm about um, as happy as this, uh, uh, as the stool, you 
know, uh, I'm not being sarcastic, I'm being serious, because, you know, uh, take this mic, right? It was, it was designed for the stage. It was destined to be on stage, right? Uh, it, it, it was born in the right circumstances. It didn't have to lift a finger to be on stage. Evolution didn't give it any fingers for a reason, right? <laughs> the story of the stool is different, right? It was sitting somewhere out there in the warehouse, screaming in its little stool voice, uh, I am born for the stage! I am designed to be on stage! And everybody was like, uh, not necessarily, you know, I think uh, your design is a better fit for somebody's kitchen. Um, or, or a bar, uh, uh, <laughs> um, yet, yet it's here, you know, uh, the, the, the chances of, of this stool ending up on stage were minuscule, yet it's next to the mic, um, so thanks for giving me a chance of listening, you know, I may not be as loud as the mic, but the story of how I got here is so much more interesting, thank you so much. All right, one more time for Vicky. Yeah, I don't know. I got a music person that is running a little bit late right now. So I'm trying to figure out if we want some more comedy or we want, to, want me to play you a song. Anybody want maybe we should play a song, huh? Yeah, play a song. Okay, here we go. Look at that. I can get this thing tuned up really quick.
stage coming here first time at tiki desk thank you thank you how do you do everybody how do you do i something about me um i used to be in an equal and loving relationship with my partner my husband and and i think it really worked out because we would take turns wearing the pants like on tuesday he would wear the pants on thursday i would wear them by Sunday, nobody was wearing pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because we were having intercourse. <laughs> Before mass, after mass, during mass, because we were Lutheran. We were very progressive. But anyway, I, one day, one day, I come home, and, and, and he tells me, I'm going out for a haircut. I look on top of his head. He's more bald than a reference librarian in the Midwest. I say, you're lying. You're cheating on me. So I take him out. I say, get in my car. I take him out to the interstate highway, and I say, get out. Look up at the sky. I take out my revolver and I shoot him two times, square in the head. But I miss. So I get back in my car and I look at my rosary and it swings left, right, left, right, left. I overthink things and then I and then I and then I run over. Um, I'm Capone. Um, I I'm, I'm an assistant at a university press. People often ask me, how did you get into publishing? Um, and I say sex appeal mostly. <laughs> um, I, I, I do have a couple of impressions. I'm, I'm working on physical bits, so bear with me. Um, my first one, my first one is my impression of uh, somebody who makes 45k getting onto the muni bus. Right, now this is somebody who makes 145K getting onto the Muni bus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, um, um, my, my next one, my next one, this, is, this isn't good fun, but I, I really love doing this one. Um, this is my impression of a guy at an open mic who's bombing. You guys didn't like that one, did you? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> did you guys know that the term Art Deco wasn't coined until 1925? Yeah, yeah, before that they just called it art. <laughs> um, okay, let's see, next one was sequence. 
Yes. Okay, so um, I, I'm Kapani. I graduated from college last year. I was a philosophy major for four years, um, which naturally means I work in marketing now. Um, it's depressing. It's an office job. I, I don't I don't love it, but I think the good thing about it is it does sort of like it has helped me empathize with my father who had depression. I think I think <laughs> I think um, because I too I come home and I knock back a couple beers. I watch a really bad sitcom and I go to sleep by eight p.m. But the only thing we don't have in common is I don't verbally abuse a nine-year-old. Um, but that's mostly because I don't have access to one. I, I do think life would be better with a nine-year-old because I live in the Mission, I live very close to Proceda Park, and within Proceda Park, there's a Proceda Park playground. And then there's this sign that says, adult must be accompanied by a child. And, and the thought of kidnapping a child had never once crossed my mind before I'd seen that sign. Like, I think statistically, if we were to break down motivated kidnappings, we'd get like 60% human trafficking, 39% custody battle gone wrong, and 1% is just adults who want to sit in urban fucking playgrounds. Um, I rarely take responsibility for my actions. I think this makes me a little bit of a problematic person. You say, you say what you want. But I was recently at um, the open mic in San Mateo, and the host of the mic is talking to the only other woman at the table, and then he goes to her and he says, you're really, you're such a beautiful woman, so when you get up there, people are going to listen to you, all right? And then as I sort of scan the table of men and land on me, he goes, women like her, <laughs> women like her are going to have to work with what she looks like. And I was like, hey, hey, fellas, 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 it is not my fault that you find me unattractive, all right? It is my father's fault that he finds me unattractive. Um, I, I thought I most recently had a pretty genuine connection with this guy, um, and, and we were going steady for a while, but, but this weekend I, I, had to, I had to take him aside and I had to say, hey, I, I just don't know if this is gonna work out. You know, you're a minor, I'm 22, it just, it really doesn't look good for me. And, and, and he was like, babe, 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 babe. Can we talk about this? Can we go talk about this in the Brasito Park playground? <laughs> um, I'll do, I'll do, my, my roommate's here tonight, thank you for being here. I really, this mic is very lovely, I love it, it's very intimate. Um, I'll do one last bit. Um, I really, I really hate going through airport security, because I feel like the TSA agent is always yelling at me. They're like, no fluid ounces bigger than, no, no liquids bigger than six fluid ounces. Please take off your shoes and also your pants and let me smack that cute little ass like every time I go to the airport. Thank you. I don't know if I All right, one more time for Kapana here. First time. All right, so you know we're gonna um, we're gonna bring up your featured um, music, music act. Um, we're gonna have a little five minute intermission so you guys could to walk around and do your thing, you know, and now we're going to get set up. There it is. Okay, awesome. Um, you know,
Jada be your mega like show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special Tiki Desk musical comedy peanut butter and jelly sandwich coming right at you. Right now, we got a good lineup. And it is a Valentine's Day edition. So I'm gonna play a little Valentine's song, which is a rare occasion. Got it coming at you. A solid lineup here. We got Denise coming up to the stage. Please give a round of applause for Denise. Oh, I did not know this was a Valentine's Day show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. Was that was that love or was that just kind of I don't know heartbreak? <laughs> what are you doing this Valentine's Day, JW? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Okay, we won't answer. It, 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 we'll, we'll make it a rhetorical question. That's fine. I'm gonna write the fairy. You're gonna write the fairy? Oh. <laughs> Dang, that's rough. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'll tell some jokes. Uh, so I got dinner with a friend uh, last night, and she told me she was on something called the Paleo diet. Have you all heard of this before? Okay, I did not know this. Okay, I did not know what Paleo was, but apparently Paleo is like this insane diet where you have to stop being fun to hang out with. Did you Did you know this? I did not. <laughs> We got dinner, though, and, like, I wanted to order dessert, and she was like, oh, my God, Denise, sugar is so unhealthy. She was like, ever since I started paleo, I have felt amazing because I only put organic, unprocessed foods in my body now. I was like, that's interesting. Because we just did cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> that is for sure why you feel amazing. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, no way cocaine is paleo, right? <laughs> like, no way. He's shaking his head. He knows. Yeah. I looked it up. Is cocaine paleo is a frequently asked question on Google. This is true. And I was correct. Cocaine is not paleo. Cocaine is keto. <laughs> I, uh, I, took a, I took a new workout class earlier today was a pole dancing class. Did you guys know they do workouts like this? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was like really enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, my friend Lizzie told me to like do this pole dancing class. She was like, it's a great, great app workout. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there are other app workouts out there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I went to this class and I actually really enjoyed it. And at the end of the class, I asked the teacher, I was like, hey, do you think I could do pole dancing like professionally? And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because like pole dancing objectifies women, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you just kind of looked constipated the whole class. <laughs> Which honestly, I wasn't that offended by, you know? Like, I'm a very hard worker. I try really hard, but it shows on my face, you know? I think, I think it's good to be self-aware, though. And, you know, I'm still confident that I would be, like, a great pole dancer. Like, I think Meg would see me pole dancing and be like, damn, she has got a great work ethic. <laughs> like, like, I'm the type of pole dancer that would inspire men to go home and provide for their families. <laughs> They'd go home and be like, damn, like, that pole dancer, she just pulled me up by my bootstraps. <laughs> I, I am a very hard worker, and I am proud of it, but I feel like when I tell people that, they think it's kind of like a stereotype. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about stereotypes, especially like Asian stereotypes. Like, I hate that stereotype where people say, all Asians look the same, but I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with like five <laughs> other Asian females. Sharing a Costco ID card, that's a, that's a real moral dilemma, right? It's a real ethical conundrum. But it's a group of us, ages 28 to 80. <laughs> when I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee, my name is Tiffany 
long. <laughs> Once I almost got in trouble, the security guard at the Costco entrance was checking everyone's IDs. He looked at the picture, looked at me, and was like, this isn't real. And I was like, sir, does this face look like it couldn't be a Tiffany Wong? <laughs> and he was like, I just swear someone came in yesterday with the same card. <laughs> was like a foot shorter than you. And I got real defensive, so I said the first thing that came to mind, I was like, sir, do you support hashtag stop Asian hate? <laughs> and he was like, I apologize, Tiffany Wong. Welcome to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I gaslighted a Costco employee. <laughs> Economy is tough right now. <laughs> I have been trying to work on my physical health, though. I'm trying to do I learned cardio can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing a lot of panicking. <laughs> Every time I sparrow with anxiety, I'm like, oh my god, look at me working out again. Gym rat. <laughs> Gonna need a protein bar for this existential crisis. <laughs> I tried out running, though. That was a fun experiment. Make some noise if you enjoy running for exercise. Woo! <laughs> no, I'm, I I think I'm just jealous of people who like running. Okay, I hate running, especially outside. Like, for me, running outside is just a public demonstration on how quickly I give up. And I don't like people knowing that truth, you know? Like, once I went on a run, I was feeling real good. I sprinted past this old lady. Two minutes later, she walked past me because <laughs> I had already sat down. <laughs> running hasn't worked out, so I've been trying to find like a more fun alternative to running, and I've gotten really into galloping. Okay, stay with me. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. This is how I think about it, right? Like running a mile is so painful to me, right? Like running a mile is so painful to me, but galloping a mile is painful for everyone else who wants to watch And I like that pain. People think it's weird. I don't care. Okay, because I used to be scared of walking through the tenderloin alone at night. But when I'm galloping through the tenderloin alone at night, now everyone's scared of me. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Time for Denise Lee. All right, we got a bunch of food and beverages here. Please help yourself. Anyway, I just walked in. We've got some more funny people coming up. All right, we got Sam coming up to the stage. Today, you know, I can't do basic household chores. But today, I fucked up vacuuming. 
what happened? I was feeling pretty good, blasting some music in the headphones, you know, cranked up Michael Jackson a little loud. Normal day. But I never realized that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. <laughs> I could think was fuck, man. Somebody gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. <laughs> I did the math and panicked when I realized I'm like 13 minutes left of Horrible day. Glad to be out of the house. Yeah, got one of those Roomba vacuum cleaners, you know, those little circular robots and vacuum your house for you. <laughs> Sketches me out though because I've heard on the internet that you map out your house and send all the data. So from time to time, I like to switch it up and put mine on a treadmill. <laughs> I like to think maybe somewhere high up in his evil tower, Jeff Bezos is slowly but surely losing his mind trying to figure out why Samuel West has a four mile long hallway in his <laughs> studio apartment. My grandfather was a, this is some family history, okay? My grandfather was a magician who collected hats. When he passed away, he had amassed over 115 hats. So many that my family and I had no other choice but to kill all of the rabbits that were <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit there because in actuality we couldn't keep up with their reproductive rate. We had no other choice but to program the Roomba to hunt and kill the rabbits. It's like a fucked up game of alien versus predator. The only ones that were survived, the only ones that survived were the ones that were smart enough to bolt down a four mile hallway. They too were Meeted with an untimely death when a random piece of pirate attacked their death with a hitch on him. Going off the beaten path here. So, <laughs> all right. Let's call this next joke scissors, all right? Let's do a slow burner, okay? Now, I will admit, by telling you that scissors is the name of the joke, I have spoiled the punchline. We're going to push through, okay? My father used to mess with me a lot growing up, tell me crazy lies just to watch my reaction as I grew up and slowly learned the truth over time. I remember clearly when we moved into our first apartment, he pulled me aside and he said, hey, Sammy, be careful because I bought this house from a lesbian couple and your new bedroom is their old love room. That's a weird thing to say to a four-year-old, is it? <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about. But, but looking back now that I'm older, I think he might have been telling the truth about that because I have powerful, nostalgic, Vivid memories of my bedroom smelling like the Estasia Tweed Central scissors. <laughs> Told you it was a slow burner. All right, let's keep pushing. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them took me to a drag race. She was in a drag race. And my mind was blown because until that day, I had never seen someone in heels run so fast. <laughs> Zero to 135 miles in sub five seconds. The cheetah print, the cheetah print makes so much sense now. now. I know I'm pretty tall. I go to the carnival every year. There's this creepy carny. He'd always comment on my height. Wow, we Sam sure are tall this year. Next year, who Sam sure did grow a lot. One year he asked if he could measure me. This is innocent high school. I said all right. So he took me into a circus tent alone and whipped his dick out. Held it over my head. Hang with me. <laughs> I just remember looking up, thinking, oh, no, I hope this guy's not a pedophile. But I never did find out for sure because 
I wasn't tall enough to go on that route. <laughs> we drifted far from the shores of carrots and vacuum cleaner bags. Just push through. Do a true one-liner, all right? This one I came up with. I caught Bob Marley kissing boys at the reggae pride parade. You saw the birth and the death of a joke tonight. It's a family. <laughs> all right. I'll end it with this, all right? It's not really funny. Oh, this is funny. Okay, I didn't see it. Not in a promiscuous hookup. I'm not going to do things like that. I like the strings. Give me the strings. I only fuck puppets now. <laughs> the ones with the little strings. Yeah, I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. <laughs> I really liked him, but he made everything too complicated. The final <laughs> straw was, you're about to make love, dirty talking, as we like to do. He looked at me and said, tell me I'm a real boy. <laughs> Thanks, some more comedians coming up your way. Yeah. Please welcome Vicky up to the stage. Ooh. Here we go.
not because they don't have 15 minutes of, uh, of clean jokes, but because they have a hard time keeping their dirty jokes down. Um, luckily, we live in an area where there is abundance of comedy. You know, we have a lot of comedy. So if you're performing at a venue that only allows clean jokes, there is a big chance that there is another venue right around the corner that allows dirty jokes, right? So uh, what a lot of comedians do, um, and I noticed that, is that they do their clean set at venue number one, right? And then they bolt out, uh, out of it, run around the corner, hop into venue number two, and unload their dirty jokes in that second venue. Um, in fact, that pattern is so uh, prevalent now, I even came up with a name uh, for those venues that allow dirty jokes. Uh, I call them comedy outhouses. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very convenient. It works great. Um, I, and I like those places. You know, there, there, there is, you have your pizza pizza place or a restaurant with, 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 and then a dive bar that allows dirty jokes. And, and those dive bars are actually pretty nice. I perform in them. They're pretty nice. The, the bathrooms are not as nice. Uh, I mean, they're clean, but oftentimes they're vandalized. Uh, uh, I remember I was at a one of those places in, in San Francisco, and uh, uh, the bath the bathroom door on the inside was completely covered in graffiti, like graffiti, graffiti, graffiti from from ceiling to the ground, graffiti, and uh, well, all kinds, you know, personal, political, you know, intimate, uh, flirtatious, uh, inspirational quotes, um, and on the very bottom it said, "Go vegan." says go vegan, you may actually consider going vegan. Because this is the moment when you're realizing that all those uh, burgers and, and, and uh, pepperoni pizza, pizzas are not, <laughs> not actually um, doing your digestive tract any favor. So uh, kudos to whoever came up with that uh, and that particular placement. Um, you know, what, what's with all the storms? Look, the storm? storms uh, uh, you know I think that the only positive side effect was those of those storms was a drop in crime you know drop in crime because uh, yeah, the moment the weather improved it started raining car break-ins <laughs> uh, my friend had her car burglarized actually in Point Richmond not that far away from here burglarized right uh, and what sucks, she had important memorabilia and documents stolen from, from her car, um, the invaluable to her and irreplaceable. Um, uh, uh, shitty thing to do, right? And, and I think the only way the person who did it can redeem his act is by returning those documents to the local lost uh, and found. That's because even decent people don't do that, right? Decent people don't return stuff to lost and found. Like, we're all decent people here, right? I'm pretty sure there was a, at least a, 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 an instance in your life when you were walking a street, saw a key lying on the ground, right? Somebody's key, and kept walking, right? Thinking, you know what? Um, I think this key has a better chance to be found by its rightful owner. Uh, if it's lying around on the ground here where it was dropped, 
resident lying around in lost and found who goes there anymore. Uh, so what I'm saying is that by returning this, this stuff to lost and found, this person is going to exceed moral standard, right? Uh, we're all decent people and we, we, don't, we don't do the exceed moral standard and achieve moral excellence, which is going to annul his wrongdoing and settle his moral score with society. Um, I, I hope this, this logic is just as clear to that person as it is to me and the documents are, are making their way to lost and found. I, I think the problem is we're too soft on crime here in California, right? Too soft on nothing. You know, everything is petty crime. Everything is, unless it happens to you, right? If, you know, someone steals your neighbor's bicycle, oh, petty crime. Someone steals yours, a crime of a century, right? Uh, nothing is a crime anymore. Nothing is a crime anymore. Uh, you, you have to literally kill someone and, and stand there with your hands bloody over, over the dead body of your victim for it to be a crime. If you stole something or burglarized someone's house, it's not a crime. As they say in criminology, nobody, no crime. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I, I've been doing comedy uh, for a little bit, but I think I've been doing it long enough to be able to come up or to describe San Francisco and the Bay Area comedy scene in a single word. Freezing. <laughs> it's freezing. You know, sometimes I overhear these uh, uh, successful comedians and, and comedy producers talking about a show, the very successful show they produced the other day. Oh, the, the you know, the, uh, the, the, the full house, uh, fully sold out, you know. Uh, the turnout was incredible. Uh, and then I come across uh, the pictures from that comedy shows, uh, show uh, on Facebook. And on those pictures, I see the performing comedians standing on stage with a mic wearing winter hats and puffer jackets. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Uh, no matter how incredible your turnout is, you'll never be able to afford heat. <laughs> I like comedy. I, I, what I like about comedy is that the rules are so flexible. You know, um, you can you can tell a joke, you can tell a story. Uh, one thing um, in comedy that is off limits for comedians, you can't sing. You can't sing. Here's why: because humor is subjective, right? Uh, but the uh, musical frequencies uh, are objective. Uh, so, <laughs> if someone, if the audience didn't get your joke, you can blame it on the audience, right? The wrong audience for the joke. But if, if the audience didn't get your melody, it's on you. Wrong melody, so please, comedians, do not sing, okay? Do not break the illusion. Don't corrupt the audience. Don't suggest to them that the reason they don't get our jokes is not because uh, of the differences in our comedic taste, but because we suck. Okay, just do jokes, uh, whatever, dirty jokes, political jokes, clean jokes, dad jokes, don't do music, please don't do music. Um, hmm? What? Oh, oh, you're giving me the light? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I didn't notice the light, so uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna finish with this, I'm, I'm happy to be here, I'm, uh, um, um, should I wrap up? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I'm about, I, I'm about um, as happy as this, uh, as the stool, you know, uh, not being sarcastic and being serious, because, you know, uh, take this mic, right? It was, it 
was designed for the stage. It was destined to be on stage, right? Uh, it, it, it was born in the right circumstances. It didn't have to lift a finger to be on stage. Evolution didn't give it any fingers for a reason, right? <laughs> the story of the stool is different, right? It was sitting somewhere out there in the warehouse, screaming in its little stool voice, uh, I am born for the stage! I am designed to be on stage! And everybody was like, uh, not necessarily, you know, I think uh, your design is a better fit for somebody's kitchen um, or, or a bar, uh, uh, <laughs> um, yet, yet it's here, you know, uh, the, the, the chances of, of this Stool ending up on stage were minuscule, yet it's next to the mic. Um, so thanks for giving me a chance of listening. You know, I may not be as loud as the mic, but the story of how I got here is so much more interesting. Thank you so much. All right, one more time for Vicky. Here. Yeah, I don't know. I got a music person that is running a little bit late right now. So trying to figure out if we want some more comedy or we want, to, want me to play you a song. Anybody want to, maybe we should play a song, huh? Yeah, play a song. Okay, here we go. Look at that. I'm going to get this thing tuned up really quick.
some ukulele players that are on their way. I you know, kind of went with the whole tiki thing. All right, we got another comedian coming up here. Who's ready? You're ready. Woo! She's ready. All right, you're coming up. Hey, how do you you pronounce your how do you pronounce your name again? I don't want to mess it up. Kabani. Yeah, Kabani. Kabani up to the stage, coming here first time at Tiki Desk. Thank you. How do you do, everybody? How do you do? I, something about me, um, I used to be in an equal and loving relationship with my partner, my husband. And, and I think it really worked out because we would take turns wearing the pants. Like on Tuesday, he would wear the pants. On Thursday, I would wear them. And by Sunday, nobody was wearing pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because we were having intercourse. Before mass, after mass, during mass, because we were Lutheran. We were very progressive. But anyway, I one day, one day I come home and 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 he tells me I'm going out for a haircut. I look on top of his head. He's more bald than a reference librarian in the Midwest. I say you're lying. You're cheating on me. So I take him out. I say get in my car. I take him out to the interstate highway and I say get out. Look up at the sky. I take out my revolver. And I shoot him two times, square in the head. But I miss. So I get back in my car and I look at my rosary and it swings left, right, left, right, left. I overthink things and then I and then I and then I run over. Um, I'm Capone. Um, I I'm, I'm an assistant at a university press. People often ask me, how did you get into publishing? Um, and I say, sex appeal mostly. <laughs> Um, I, I, I do have a couple of impressions. I'm, I'm working on physical bits, so bear with me. Um, my first one, my first one is my impression of uh, somebody who makes 45k getting onto the Muni bus. All right. Now this is somebody who makes 145k getting onto the Muni bus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, um, um, my, my next one. My next one. This is this isn't good fun, but I, I really love doing this one. Um, this is my impression of a guy at an open mic who's bombing. You guys didn't like that one, did you? <laughs> hello, hello. Testing, testies, testy one two, testies, test. Hello, yeah. hello. No, that sounds good. Can y'all hear that? Does, can everybody? Um, okay. It does sound distorted. It sounds like a fucking so, um, punk rock. Let's try the other microphone. Let's try four. Last year, I was a philosophy major for four years, um, which naturally means I work in marketing now. T um, testing, testing, testing. Yeah, that one's not distorted. We'll, we'll do four. I don't love it, but I think the good thing about it is it does sort of like, it has helped me empathize with my father who had depression, I think. Hello? Yeah, it's not distorted anymore. With a nine year old because I live in the mission, I live very close to Presida Park, and within Presida Park, there's a Presida Park playground. And testing, testing, testing. And testing. must be accompanied by a child. And, and 
And the thought of kidnapping a child had never once crossed my mind before I'd seen that sign. Like, I think statistically, if we were to break down motivated kidnappings, we'd get like 60% human trafficking, 39% custody battle gone wrong, and 1% is just adults who want to sit in urban hunting playgrounds. Um, I rarely take responsibility for my actions. I think this makes me a little bit of a problematic person. You say, you say what you want. But I was recently at um, the open mic in San Mateo, and the host of the mic is talking to the only other woman at the table, and then he goes to her and he says, you're really, you're such a beautiful woman, so when you get up there, people are gonna listen to you, all right? And then as I sort of scan the table of men and it lands on me, he goes, women like her, are gonna have to work with what she looks like. And I was like, hey, hey, fellas, 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 it is not my 